darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell. And rot inside a corpse's shell, the foulest stench is in the air. The funk of forty thousand years and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> it's Outlast this week on Nothing Good. Welcome to another harrowing, horrific, Halloween spectacular, or can we call it a spooktacular here? Spooktacular, if you will. Spooktacular today. In the Nothing Good Studios, I'm joined by the 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 horrific, the disgusting, the... the <laughs> I like how he led with that. The postulant, the, 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 the grotesque Mac, and I'm also uh, next to my right by the demonic, uh, the, 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 the ethereal, the, the, the intergalactic planetary the 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 absolutely ridiculous looking in the worst disgusting way jafar and you are joined by me you're not too bad yeah, yeah. i look like shit today so it's okay you just smell funny because i was at work we didn't want to say anything <laughs> like we kind of felt bad but we're like you know what let's give him a pass i feel i feel i feel a little bit uh, a certain way jones because i feel like you used a lot of adjectives on me and then when you got to jeff you're just using beastly i lyrics. ran out of them you ran out of them <laughs> i yeah. used too many yeah. i shot you, by like, you looked at me and too just, early he, he yeah. really picked his shot yeah. um i got i was i was i got a little raspy in there in the intro and i was afraid that i was gonna just start coughing before the final line so i was trying to like hold it just enough, and then it fucked up the. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of. No mere mortal. Yeah. I gotta tell you. And now that fuck up lives on the internet. It I, does, yeah, so. yeah. Good job. I will tell you, uh, and we never know what Dave's really gonna do. He never tells us, um, which is always fantastic. So I didn't know this was coming, and that's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. It's easily one of the greatest songs ever written. Do and we even have to talk about the video game. Can we just talk about Thriller for a We like can talk about minutes? Thriller for a minute. Um, <laughs> so, Thriller. Uh, who's not written by Michael Jackson? Surprise, surprise! Of course, I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it, um, but I think he wrote some Beatles songs too. I think, I think, uh, definitely don't quote me. And I think Dave's gonna look it up. He is. Um, He's gonna call you on it. But the one of the reasons why this one, and I've had this argument with many people over the years. Uh, it's one of the greatest songs ever written because there's nothing else like it. It's one of a kind. <clears throat> I mean, sure. there are songs that have come kind of close in their own way, but nothing's like Thriller. Mm-mm. No, thriller's a thriller's thriller's not even a song. Thriller's a fucking experience, mm. and <clears throat> um, 
any any Halloween party, any any type of spooktacular thing that you do, there are always a few songs that are absolutely necessary that have to be played. And to me, it's not Halloween until I hear a thriller. Like, I look forward to, and you know, this is always kind of like a, a, a point where I can date myself on this podcast, even though this entire podcast is really about dating, dating ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of our shtick. But like tomorrow, if you turn on, dare I say, MTV, they probably will be playing Thriller. Because we're recording this actually on Devil's Night, everybody. Ooh. It's Devil's Night. Spooky. Spooky as shit. Things happen. That's right. And, um,. Yeah, there's no way they're not going to be not playing Thriller. Uh, and you can just put that on for, like, fucking five hours and just have it just repeat, because it's, what, like a 12-minute video, oh, I yeah, think, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. give or take? Yeah. Um, as we know, Thriller was produced by Quincy Jones, the great, the fucking, one of the greatest producers ever, Quincy Jones, and written by Rod Temperton. Okay. Yeah. Who wanted to write a theatrical song to suit Michael Jackson's love of film. And Thriller kind of... Got that way. John Landis directed it. I did know that, which is really cool. And it was premiered on MTV on December 2nd, 1983. Not even Halloween. So Not even Halloween. I don't know about you, Which mother- is kind of weird to do that song. I don't like think in- it was originally designed as a Halloween song. It just it sort sure of... shit is, though. Oh, it Jesus just Christ. fell into that. The I, next it, Halloween. I was going to say, it fell real <laughs> fucking fast into it. I don't know about you guys. When I was a little kid, uh, that the video scared the shit out of me. Like, it scared, and not the werewolf thing that wasn't scary, it's the zombie. and not The zombies is what got you. And it's not even the, like, the music video, like, most of it wasn't that bad. It's the end. It's the very end, when the girls, she's running from them, and they're busting into the old rickety house, and they're all just slowly creeping. When the music stops, yeah. And it was so well done. Those were zombies. That's smart. Those are my zombies, you know? Like, I, I like the idea, one of the best parts about zombie, the one of the worst things about zombie movies uh, that we kind of grew up with, uh, and I'm talking, like, young age, we're talking, like, teenage and older, zombie movies, they justified by saying it's a virus, or, you know, it's like some sort of thing that happened naturally, then people become zombies after they die, or they, they you know, some, I like the idea I've always loved the idea that they just bust out of the ground. <clears throat> they're falling apart. Yeah, they're already dead. They're just, they're back now. Like, yeah. uh, what was the tagline in the Dawn of the Dead? When hell, when, when hell is, is, is full, the yeah. dead will walk the earth. Fucking fantastic. You yeah. don't need a reason why zombies walk. All that matters is that they're fucking, they're here. Yeah. Well, and we were very fortunate to grow up in an era when um, special effects were still extraordinarily practical for these types of things. Um, again, one of the, you, you know, you talk about the zombies in Thriller. I always think about the werewolf. I think when Michael Jackson turns into the werewolf. You mean the muskrat? Uh, <laughs> he don't look like a fucking werewolf, uh, but I'm with you, though. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Rick Baker did the uh, did the creature effects in, in Thriller, and, and Rick Baker, one of the greatest of all times, uh, probably Out is the down. greatest of all time, uh, when it comes to practical special effects like that. So um, that was always the most iconic thing to me. Uh, was just the transformation into the wolf. But it's kind of cool how you have like multiple iterations of horror in that video. Because, yes. I mean, you go werewolf and you go zombies. And those fucking zombies could get down. Oh, they shaking that ass. They yeah. shook that ass. Pretty good dancing yeah. for being dead. And it's for amazing. being dead for a long time. You would think when they're doing it, like, like some appendage was going to fall off at some point. But no, they held it all together. And what's weird is when they were alive, none of those dance moves were in style. 
they just learned that that day. Yeah. So, and I, and I don't, TikTok. I mean, look, I know dancers are surely talented, but I don't know if you're going to learn all that choreography in one day as a dancer. But the undead, yes. Uh-huh. Maybe well, that's the only dance there is when you're dead. Yeah. That's a hell of a dance to be dead with. What is, what is, what are the other iconic songs around Halloween that you guys think about when it comes to Halloween? Thriller. Thriller's one. Jeff, what about you? What else comes to, comes Ghostbusters. about? Ghostbusters. Absolutely. Ghostbusters. I don't associate it with, with Halloween whatsoever. I always associate with Halloween. I've never, I, Ghosts, I wouldn't man. even think about it. Yeah. It's on every Halloween playlist. Yeah. It's ever. like, it's track number two, usually. I just don't associate it with Halloween. Wow. I just associate it with Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that doesn't make any sense, but I don't. I don't associate it with something scary. Yeah, yeah. Maybe well, that's why. Well, I mean, if you look at most Halloween music, it's not scary. I mean, look at the Monster Mash, which is yeah, like a legend status song. It's something, and yeah. it it it's not scary at all. I do typically but that shit bops. I, I do typically um, um, have a lot of uh, strong feelings when anybody says that. Monster Mash is a more iconic Halloween song than Thriller because for me it's it's Thriller is the list, you know. Everything else is is vying for second. But a lot of people when you do like the top I, I think there was one I was listening to on Sirius, maybe it was last year. They they did like a top forty uh Halloween songs, which was kind of interesting because like, Are there forty Halloween songs? That's what I, I thought. I refuse to believe that they're that many. <laughs> no, well, they, I mean, you know, you're going into the Munsters theme song, Adam's Family. You know, they're 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 definitely pulling uh, at some at some uh, strings to kind of fill out the list. And there are some songs that, like, you know, maybe they're just were scary bad, and they put them on there. But um, yeah, but you know, when Thriller was number two, I'm like bullshit. And then you know, the Monster Mash came up as number one. I'm like, you know what? No, I don't agree with this list. I don't. I guess it's. I mean, you know why? Maybe. Uh, because when you watch movies, you watch media. Yeah, Monster Mash plays in TV shows and movies when it's it Halloween time. Thriller doesn't play. Obviously, there's money True. reasons behind that. Uh, but I think that's why it's in a sense more iconic because it's attached to more popular culture. But I agree, Thriller is a, a much bigger Halloween film. Oh, Halloween film! It is a bigger Halloween film. It's a bigger Halloween song. Uh, have you guys ever heard? There's like a there's a cover of it. I came across back in my Napster days, or no, was it LimeWire days? Um, and it was done by I can't remember the guy's name, Ben something. I saved it on YouTube just because I can't find it. It's not on Spotify. It does not exist. It's a live performance, and it's the guy. For, he does. Um, he was part of maybe Death Cab for Cutie, or he's one. He's like a an indie guy, but he does this acoustic version of Thriller, and it's haunting. It's so good. He does Vincent Price's parts. That's awesome. Thing. It's just him and a guitar. Yeah. That's it. There's a lot of covers of Thriller over the years, obviously. And I think most of the current ones are all, like, metal bands. Cover the shit out of that song. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send you guys a, a YouTube link to this song. It's worth listening to once on your way to on your way home. Yeah. Just play it. You'll feel it's there, a vibe. There, there's something to be said about there actually being an entire, like, I could see Alien Ant Farm just having an entire career covering Michael Jackson songs. Remember them? Yeah, they did it that one time. <clears throat> they did to uh, to much success. It's the only reason they came to mind. Yeah, because they ain't done shit. Well, they were in a big bus accident, and like they were, they stopped doing. Everybody's for a long got time. an excuse, Herb. Everybody's <laughs> got an excuse. The guy almost died. You know, <laughs> lost his legs. Now that's a Halloween story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so okay, so uh, thriller aside, thriller aside. God damn, that's such a good song. 
Uh, we're here to talk about Outlast, but just, you know, maybe scary stuff in general, because we never do that on this show. We typically avoid it, or as Jeff had pointed out before we hit record, well, we cover scary things, but a different type of scary. Yeah. Um, like Cobra. <laughs> um, scary good. Mm, Cobra's been growing on me. First of all, you're you you've never it. watched it after that one time. <laughs> but see, now that I have, like if HBO's showing it, like I'm awake at like, you know, one thirty in the morning and I just, you know, I don't feel like really investing myself into anything as I'm falling asleep, I might fucking turn on Cobra. I don't know. Uh, my recommendation to the sweet, sweet listeners listening at home, uh, don't watch Cobra, <laughs> but listen to our review of Cobra because yeah. it is a way better movie. If you're going yeah. to watch Cobra, listen to our review of Cobra while you're watching Cobra. Oh my god! I don't know. Should you watch Cobra and then listen to it, or listen to it and then watch Cobra? We should do a special one-off with like we'll just maybe just maybe we do Cobra. You and, should watch Cobra, mute Cobra, and play oh, the podcast. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And and there, what if we did like a a, a one? At some point, we'll probably do this. Do a a nothing good hit track where we take one of these movies that we've covered or anything, and we actually just watch it in real time and just tear the shit out of it. Yeah, mystery science theater. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Not to Cobra though. (laughs) (laughs) Not to Cobra. But yeah, Cobra too. Fucking Cobra. Cobra Um, harder. So I don't know. uh, I can't remember what year uh, Outlast came out. I think it was like two thousand, maybe thirteen. Thirteen. There we go. Um. For those of you who've never played Outlast, you're a better person for it, honestly. Uh, it is a first-person survival horror game, uh, and and for me, it is the at the time when I when I I think I I played it on off a of Game Pass on the Xbox, maybe like 2015. Uh, it was the first survival horror ga- horror game I think I ever really played. Uh, I mean, I, I played like Resident Evil games here and there, but like I I was like I was it's like a true survival game because you don't shoot guns. There's no melee combat. No. Uh, Run, hide, or die. Run, hide, or die is basically the tagline. Those are the three things you can do. When I played the game, which do you which do you think I did? You died. Well, you died. No, you quit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do any of them. You didn't die. I didn't die. You ran. Uh, You know what? Fuck this. Um, Not doing it. So, so the game is really. uh, I don't know if either of you guys played Doom Three on the Xbox 360. I think it was 360. No, can't say that shit. It was in the vein of this, right? Yeah. Because we all played Doom games a little bit growing up, or you played it a lot growing up. Right? Yeah. And it was a first-person shooter. You know, one of the one of the grandfathers of first-person shooters. But Doom Three was not that. It was a horror first-person shooter. And I remember, uh, shout out to Noah, who will never be on the show again because he he doesn't come to the show anymore. Um, Has Noah been kidnapped? Yeah, by his family. Oh shit! Yeah. He has, he has family things he has to take care of when we record, but that we're was, gonna get him on the show. That again. was not the direction I was going in. I was gonna I was gonna say like because uh, I, I like if I ever felt like Noah was really truly gonna be like kidnapped or abducted, I feel like it'd be like by a Swedish mafia. Yeah, like chloroform tossed in the back of a van. Exactly, a whole bunch of blonde people just put him in the back of a van and take him someplace cold. Someplace cold. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, feed him a lot of meatballs. Um, I think he'd enjoy all of that. Yeah. Okay, so maybe this is sound like a vacation for yeah. Noah that it actually <laughs> yeah. is really any, anything. No like wonder that. he never came back. Yeah. That sounds He's great. Like, Fuck, what well, give me more meatballs? <laughs> Did you guys you guys ever see um um the Seven Days in Hell that they did on HBO? Uh, with uh, it's the Lonely Island guys did it, Kit Harrington's oh, in yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. The tennis movie. It's a tennis movie. 
So they did a, a, a mockumentary on sports. They did a couple of these. And the first one they did was a tennis match where Andy Samberg was playing like the Andre Agassi, Johnny McEnroe, badass tennis player. <clears throat> the rebel. He was actually, whose name was, I can't remember his first name. His last name was Williams because he was adopted by uh, Serena and Venus Williams' father. Okay. So, um, but like he has, he kills somebody in, in mid-match. He kills one of like the ball people. Um, is it's match point. He faults. He hits the ball like 130 miles an hour. It hits a dude in the chest, and he drops dead. Mm. <laughs> and and they stop the match. They cart the guy out, and then they resume the match. So as he's about ready to serve, because this is match point for Wimbledon, as he's about to serve again, you just hear somebody go in the crowd go murderer, <laughs> and it totally fucks him up. So reason why I'm saying this is that he kind of goes a wall and disappears. And, and he goes on the show called The Swedish Shit Show. Uh, but it's a Swedish hit show. But the way they say it is they put it all together. So it's a Swedish shit show. Uh, and he created a pair of like, uh, you know where I'm going with this, Chef. Yeah. He creates a pair of underwear where your balls are actually in their own compartment. I'm listening. And um, <laughs> and and like they show this. And, and you know, this is going to be a theme for this episode too. Because there's a lot of cock in this video game. There, there was really only like two sets of there penises. Two. It was the same two you kept seeing. Okay, it well, was really only two. I, I've never seen that in a video game before. I've never seen pixelated dick. Well, that's it was not very true. pixelated. You were ten minutes into the game and you were like eyeballs deep in the crotch of a dead security guard. <laughs> listen, listen, that was more it's for true, that, that was for effect. I didn't realize cock was coming later on because I've never played a video game that had cock before. I'm gonna cut you off when you say I never played a video game. Go on, dick. <laughs> Lots of it. It was a lot. <laughs> but uh, but so the, the he he dropped out of tennis and he created this underwear and uh, they ended up uh, losing all of his money uh, because the underwear caused issues with guys' genitals because it was like choking around the testicles and they were getting like rashes and stuff. So they ended up in jail. Um, it's really fucking funny. But that's how I see things going with Noah. Okay, because I'm trying to figure that's out where, where we're I see things back going to. Noah. We're going back to Where Noah gets abducted by a Swedish mafia, eats a lot of meatballs, ends up making friends with them. They let him out. He makes his own pair of, like, of like you know, men's underwear, specifically for testicles, and then ends up in a jail with probably some sort of, like, gigantic, you know, shower orgy. Which probably happened in this game, too. Which okay. is why there's all the blood in yeah, the shower. Yeah, just didn't get that far. The, the reach for that... The, the length you went through to get back to the game was impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I, I always had the game in mind. Okay. I always get the top. <laughs> it's always going to circle. Always yeah. circling back. Well, that's good. Yeah. I always, I always like when people that have never listened to our show before that that know me in maybe more professional settings, not necessarily in like, hey, we're chill, hanging out kind of settings, and they hear me tell those kinds of stories, and they will come up to me and say, "Listen to your podcast. I didn't know you had that side in you." I was like, "That's the that that is me. Like that's the point." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do not get to see that Mac. No, here. I'm not I'm not going to go to the office and talk about, you know, a shower orgy. Second time in like <laughs> like a minute and a half you said that. Yeah. Shower orgy. That, that's, you know, we don't need any Third time's a charm. It's like Beetlejuice. All of a sudden, you know, Swedish men are going to pop gonna say, out I don't want to know it's going to show up. <laughs> you're going to see there's going to be disco lights outside. We're going to open the door. There's going to be a lot of weird shit going on with Jeff's dragon in the front yard. But hey, Noah will be here. Yeah. yeah. He'll the, be on the, the show. dragon's going to be puffing smoke. Noah's going to be fucking floating in on a cloud. Oh, my God. This has gone a weird direction. Uh, yeah, so let's get back on the rails. 
with the with Doom Three and how it was kind of the precursor in a sense to Outlast because it was a first person shooter, but the difference was. You are on the space station on, on Mars that's being overrun by uh, demons. Now you have your gun, and then you have your flashlight. You do not have both at the same time, if I recall correctly. So in Doom 3, it was very dark, a lot of shadows, and like it was pitch black unless you have the muzzle flash from your gun or your flashlight. And that is a lot like Outlast. Uh, only there's no guns, you cannot defend yourself. All you can do is like no. push away and hope you don't get bludgeoned. I, I really hope that the listeners could hear in your voice when you said the muzzle flash of your gun, you actually did the gun, the machine gun thing. Well, it's part of the effect. No, I know, but I'm hoping that that comes across to the listener because I heard it as you said it. And I want to make sure that they knew that you put all that into it. I don't think I sounded anything like that. No, but I'm exaggerating just in case they didn't hear it. I want to make sure that they, it was for effect. Yeah. Pretty much everything that I do Pretty much everything I do is an exaggeration of what most things truly are in life. <laughs> We're breaking down barriers in this episode today. <laughs> Dave, is, is Dave is being honest with life and himself right now. Um, but yes, Outlast uh, is a fucking terrifying game. Uh, so you you play a journalist who's investigating the psychiatric hospital that's uh, or a condemned one, or it was shut down and it was reopened as a uh, effectively like a for profit uh, science psychiatric yeah a, company. a a science company purchased and reopened yeah. the hospital. It was closed for about forty or fifty years. They reopened it, and then you receive a communication uh, with a lot of NDA. Um, information being transmitted to you that says there's a lot of fucked up shit happening at this hospital. Somebody needs to come out here and like blow the roof off of it and expose it to the world. Hey, wanted you to blow the roof off, all right? <laughs> you know, and 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 so you know, as I said to the guys when we when we first started playing it, um, why are they? Why is he going there at night? Why you know, he, why is he going there? Period. Well, I'm well because he's apparently some hotshot journalist. He's like he's fucking Tom Hardy and Venom. But you don't know that. There. It's just because he has a press pass on his windshield. Like, hey, yeah. this guy's legit. They wanted to make sure that you knew that he was yeah. a member of the press by having a press badge. We call that environmental storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, don't forget your double A batteries. You're gonna oh, need those, so buddy. Many double A shitty batteries. little camera, which is the other. But little... it has night vision. Yeah. So how, you're... Many, how many cameras from like 2013, Jeff, did we use that actually had double A batteries Zero. as a part of it? Let's Zero. assume they were Zero. they were they were triple A's. I was. <laughs> That's even worse. Wait, 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 wait. That's not negative. Fuck you for that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, maybe you were there. You maybe were... they were triple A's. They were not. Maybe they're quadruple A's. Well, I doubt that. I don't think they exist. <laughs> exactly. Triple A's do. Exactly. Triple A's exist. They do exist. So what do you they, mean? They go in remote controls and shit. They're not powering cameras. The cameras there do. <sighs> Could you imagine though if it was a regular? <laughs> Can you imagine if it was like a regular camera battery just randomly all over this fucking facility? There are just regular like 2013 like gigantic camera charging batteries just like hanging around. So like what, what kind of kinky was, shit were they he really was using doing? The kit cam from like 1993. He yes. might have been. Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that took double. It's batteries. basically like the fucking. <laughs> I think it like 12 double A batteries. The way he's carrying this thing around is like the fucking talk boy from Home Alone too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with it. Yeah, but yeah. So with the camera action, like you're supposed to record things that happen, but. The, the rub is the, the game does a great job on a number of things, but one of the best things that it does is it, it really uses the cover of night and shadows, so you can't see shit. You're in a, like a dark hallway, and when I say dark, you can't see anything outside a little bit of ambient light. 
The only way you can see down that dark hallway to see if anything's lurching towards you is by pulling out your camera and then turning on the night vision, which drains the battery on said camera. So this is constant tug of war. It's a really genius idea. No, it is, yeah. It's a constant tug of war between, do I use my night vision? Do I just run in the darkness and hope for the best? Uh, and then you run out of batteries really fast. But thankfully, there are little glowing batteries sprinkled throughout the game. So that was one of the best things that... Uh, so Melissa uh, w- you know, joined in and, and watched and, and played the game a little bit while we were doing this. And she had a great suggestion when I was playing. Because I, I, I volunteered first. Um, number one, because I could prove to Jeff and, and Herb that I, I actually occasionally play video games. Um, we're having trouble with those doors, bro. <laughs> Everybody was having trouble with those doors. You Until were too. Until you realized it was a double tap. <laughs> I didn't. Well, they didn't say that in the fucking tutorial, did they? <laughs> they did. They didn't. They just said, hold press X press. to open the door, hold X so it like opens slowly. Um, they never said double tap or triple tap or <laughs> quadruple, a, ba- yes, or quadruple the a battery, the fucking thing, in order to close so the no doors. No one said anything about quadruples. Or triples. There we go. All right, fine. You know, why don't we just throw C and D's out there? What maybe about they're, maybe they're nine what about volts. lithium ion? Maybe they're nine volts. Oh, maybe God. they're D's. There are some D's in there, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, oh hey, you already talked about it. Uh, we'll talk about it again. <laughs> um, but um, so uh, full full disclaimer: um, I do not like being scared. I'm I'm not a fan of it. Um, I had two experiences as a child, uh, probably younger than I should have been. Um, where things just fucked with me and they've kind of stood with me forever. So I'm not usually really, a, I, I'm not a big uh, scary movie fan. I don't like, you know, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff that comes out. I typically don't gravitate towards it. Uh, around Halloween and everything, I'll, especially for Stephanie, because she loves this shit, I'll, I'll go into it. Um, but when I was younger, uh, my brother had me watch The Exorcist when I think I was like seven. You're not supposed to see The Exorcist when you're seven. You're not supposed to see The Exorcist when you're 37. Because mm. um, that movie is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. But when that's one of the first scary movies you see, like that that stays with you. You're not supposed to see somebody spider crawl down a fucking staircase when you're that age. <laughs> and then vomit out blood uh, after she does it. Well, you know. I, I blacked that part out. Well, it's there yeah, now. It's blocked. No shit. I'm gonna go home and like sleep tonight, a and a lot, cut, a lot of stuff's gonna like end up like coming back that <laughs> I've uh, really forgotten. Tonight. Yeah, go to sleep with the TV on. Um, and then uh, it was like my seventh birthday. My dad took me to, and it doesn't exist anymore, but the it was the Castle Shannon fire, like the Castle Shannon schoolhouse. For anybody that lives in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, remember it was a big. Every year they turned it into like this crazy haunted house, and it was after my birthday party. It was that night. My dad's like, I'm gonna take the kids to go see you know we're gonna take him to this haunted house so it's my dad and like one other adult and then four of us and we're in line and everything and we're like yeah we can't be scared we're the teenage mutant ninja turtles nothing can scare us <laughs> we're the monster squad <laughs> god i fucking wish i was the monster squad uh, i feel like i would handle that a lot better you know you had a shotgun instead yeah, fucking yeah I would have I would have been a master of archery. I would have had like wooden spikes and silver bullets. I had none of that shit. I maybe was wearing my my Leonardo like mask band around my eyes, and I and my my distinct memory is my dad pulling me out of the that place, basically crying uh, hysterically because I was so scared. And I'm like, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt. Me. My dad's like laughing. It's like. <laughs> He thought it was funny as shit. I bet he did. And then I didn't go to a haunted house in my life until we, Jeff, 
I think you were there too, Jones. Were you there when we went to Moundsville? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we went to Moundsville in like 2000... That was probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. So about 2012, 2013, right? Um, well, no, it was long, it was long, it was long before that because before that. you guys didn't have kids yet. I, I don't think I knew Allie yet. All right. So let's let's say it was at least 15 years ago. So until I was a grown-ass fucking man was the, was, was the next time I went to like a haunted house. So I don't do good with this stuff in general. And then you guys kept trying to give the controller back to me when I'm already freaked the fuck out playing this thing. And I just wasn't... I wanted to, but I, I I couldn't. It was already... The game fucked with me enough. The game is really good. Like I said, environmental storytelling is a big part of this game. Because there's no real action. No, it's all about the feel and the panic. The sheer panic. Because... So the game is mostly in the dark. Uh, and so the way that we approached it was in the dark. So we turned all the lights out. Uh, we each took turns playing. Uh, whoever was playing had uh, sound deafening headphones on. There's a lot of ambiance and noise that you can only hear in the headphones. Well, and not only that, but like as we're doing this, your dog is making crazy fucking noises that we're adding to it. And your daughter's upstairs no, laughing maniacally. This None of that fun. happened. That's all in your head. That's bullshit. So, you know it. So the the best part about this this game, well, not the <laughs> best. Grant, look, full disclosure, I never beat the game. Uh, I owned it on Game Pass. I put a couple hours into it, and I just was like, I'm, I'm good. I can't do this. Um, but it's one of the best parts about a scary movie or a scary TV show. It's the build, right? And you know the build. You know it's coming. But the best ones where you just you genuinely didn't expect that. And it happened to us tonight. Oh, it did. Well, to you guys, I saw. I knew it was coming, but that made it even better for me. Uh, there's a point where there's nothing really happening. You see a couple little weird, creepy things. There's a lot of silence, a lot of sneaking around, and you just keep expecting something to happen. And then Dave, listen, folks, I've known this motherfucker for like twenty. I years. wish we were recording this. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to. We talked about it, but it was just, you know. But it would have been. It would have been money. I so I'm sitting. With, I, could, I could see that being like your your text message notification for me. Every time I texted you. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. So I'm sitting with like you know three other grown ass adults in this living room in the dark. Uh, and there's a point. The first jump scare because it's a straight up jump scare. Oh yeah, and it's the oh, first we, one in the we game. Straight up jump. And the noise that came out of Dave out of Mac. Was so shrill and high pitch, not like high pitch, like a little girl high pitch, but just thank you. Ter- I've never terrified. Thank I've you. never terrified. heard him make a noise. And listen, he and I almost like crashed in the Shire like like eleven years ago. I've seen some. I've heard him make noises out of fear, <laughs> but the noise that radiated, the guttural scream that radiated out of his gullet. Was a thing of fucking beauty. It came from a real place. <laughs> it was a, it was a real, real fear. place. It of came terror. from a yeah. real deep-seated place of terror. And everybody else jumped and yelled a little bit, but the, the noise. No, 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 no. That first jump scare, other than yourself, everybody did yell yeah. a, a a really good amount. Yeah, Melissa made a nice noise. Jeff made a big. Yeah. You jumped too. I felt you next I, to I me. I fucking jumped. Oh, you he fucking oh, yeah. jumped. But um, you were the loudest. Oh, I, I mean, because you had the headphones on, you were in it. You were I, well, I was in it. <laughs> I know I mean. that so, shit. That shit was inside my head. I maintain Jones. had that not happened, he'd have kept playing afterwards. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> it was like you yeah. know what, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like, again, I'm, I mean, so you're you're going through the tutorial. You're you're trying to figure out a way to get into this fucking place. Um, 
It took and you way longer to get in than it should have. I was just having fun. <laughs> don't don't let them talk to you. Like I was that. just having fun. Um, but so you that's know, why we play Left for Dead. You're the one who gets to go in first. Well, I'm also the one who goes in because I'm going to die pretty easily uh, in those cases too. Uh, I'm, I'm a scout, everybody. When we play, <laughs> we play online multiplayer, and there's a hairy situation. I usually go in first because I'm not the one who's going to save Send the, the day. Shield. I'm, Send the meat shield. That's basically what I am. I'm a human shield at that point. And um, so I, I volunteered. I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and do this first because I know there's going to be something that's going to make me probably jump and everything. And you guys will get a fucking kick out of it. So um, I had no problem delivering on that. Um, but I did not. And I and I and you you could experience this. I did not ham that up. That was a legit. Oh, that was yeah. That was part. a complete legit reaction. Honest response, honest response in that. Um, and again, because I don't, I don't. I don't like that. In real life situations where shit gets hairy, I'm usually pretty okay, but not when I know it's like it, it's that type of situation yeah. where it just goes back to the seven year old Dave who was fucking tortured by his family, um, and they thought it was funny as hell. They always um, do. And you know, uh, a couple thousand dollars in therapy bills later, here we are. <laughs> so well, we're glad we could dig that back up. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah. you, thank uh, you. I cannot wait to have dreams tonight. Sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. sleeping with the light on. The game, the game, and and I, I do know a bit more about it. I played a little bit longer than we did tonight. It gets worse. I mean, it's a very gory it game. Worse. It, 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 oh my god, um, it gets worse. The storyline is fucked up, uh, and it's very violent. It's very violent, um, but it's great because uh, it's one of those games that you can play once or twice and go, "I'm good for the rest of my life." Yeah, because I don't think it's it's that long. I think it's only like a five or six hour playthrough. It is. Yeah, could you imagine doing that in one fucking sitting? No, no. I don't. I don't. I'm not that guy. I will game it up like no one's business, <laughs> but I ain't playing that shit for six hours straight. That'd be like go live in the Blair Witch for six hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much, and that's really everybody the feel of the game because. So even though you, you know, you don't have to have your camera on the whole time. You know, the purpose is as a reporter, you've got your camera, you're going to document the shit that you're seeing. And as you have your camera on, it's going to call out uh, different types of notes that the reporter's taking as he's going through the, the asylum. And he's uncovering different secrets about what's going on there. Uh, because they're, and, and, you know, kind of going back a little bit uh, to uh, Bioshock uh, Infinite. You know there there are some there are there are echoes that kind of play with this game a little bit that I was thinking about. I don't know if you guys were thinking about that or not. I was but, not. But the religious zealots, you know, because there again we, as I said, is like why is there always a religious zealot? And and Jones, your response was um, was well, th- what was it like? They're always. You said what was it? They're fuck, always that was like two hours. Fuck, ago. I, I know it was two hours ago. It was, it was something. It, it was, was something. I it said. was really good. Yeah, uh, you sh- you had to be there. Shame yeah, on you for right. fucking. Why watch. weren't you sitting on the couch? Why were you yes. not outside the, the house looking in the today? windows? Fuck, yeah, listen to the show, you lazy bastard. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but Jones, we love you. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I was like, you know, why is there always always a religious zealot? You know, and and Joe's like, well, it's always a religious zealot. I think I said there's all. There's always a reason, or there, yeah. There's some, always. Some, I said something that was it, not nearly as clever as I thought it was going to sound. No, but it sounded it. really good at the time. Oh, thank you. God, you guys all should have been there. Where the? All right. Anyway, um, next time. Next time. Next time. Um, but yeah, there there was that aspect to it. Um, the way that certain things were unfolding felt a little bit like that. Um, but uh, but there's also a very you know. 
big Blair Witch thing because, you know, even though you don't have to have your camera on, you want to have your camera on. Like that is such a, you're always looking through the camera, even when the, 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 the night vision's not on. Uh, just because you you feel like you need that security. Yeah, you could quickly hit the the right the right. Uh, uh, was it the trick? Not the trigger, but the right um, analog uh, stick. Yeah, button. joystick. Yeah, joystick. And then boom, you get your as opposed to, as opposed to hitting the button to pull the camera up and then turn the night vision on. You just have it ready. Yeah. At any yeah. time. Yeah. You just pick the camera up and down with it. Yeah. But we probably could have ran around a lot more and and dodged crazy people in the asylum and stopped from getting stabby stabbed a whole lot and everything. But uh, yeah, I said stabby stabbed because that's what happened. Some people were fucking. I literally got stabbed in the game. Yeah. You you were fucking. You were in in the shower room. It happened. Did. Guys had their dicks out. Guys. So wait. So guys had their dicks out. Herb got stabbed in the shower room. Yes, I did. Just make sure. It's unfortunate. We, we just get that on. Get, and I didn't see the guy stab me from behind. It's blood everywhere. It's blood everywhere. It's blood everywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think the game, I mean, it has some weaknesses <laughs> to it. I mean, uh, the controls are good it, for what it is. It could have been smoother. Uh, I thought, and it was very, it's a very basic game. There's not a lot of frills to it. The UI is very clean, very basic. But the best part about the game isn't like the jump scares. It's just really like I keep going back to the the environmental storytelling. It's the the audio is so well done. Audio engineering is fantastic. Uh, graphically, it's, it's for the year it came out. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not yeah. an ugly game, no. and it's I think it generally holds up now. I'm sure you could remaster it now. It look fucking fantastic. It would look actually awful. Yeah, they, <laughs> I think the the environments looked good. The character design was not great, but imagine this game running on Unreal Engine five. It'd be fucking it would be horrifying. Someone right now is is remaking this game on their own, at home, on their computer with Unreal Engine 5. I hope so. I think it was made on Unreal 3. I think. Yeah, yeah it Unreal did. Unreal Engine 3 it was yeah. made on. It didn't it did look good. With like the the imagine with like ray tracing and the, the like the, the the volumetric lighting that you could have in that game. Fuck. I would never play it. Well, the, I'd watch YouTube videos of it, but I wouldn't play it. <laughs> Well, the game's very disorienting. Yeah, like that's oh, yeah. that's a really big big part of it because you know you're constantly watching your meter uh, as to whether you're you're losing your battery life and everything before you need to kind of replace it. But as you are being tasked with doing certain things in the game, you know one of the things we did we had to turn the generators back on. So you have to go downstairs into the basement, and you know there's water filling the basement. There are obstacles. There are cracks you have to crawl, crawl through. There are things you got to jump over, and you know there's also somebody in the basement with you, and you know you're running around trying to do this task. You don't really know which way you went or which way you're going. Easy to get turned. Around. Um, it's really easy to get turned around, and because again, you know there's very little light, and you're really depending on your camera. You have to turn it on, turn it off. Where are you going? And there's some points, Jeff, that when you're playing there in that stage, where I almost felt like you were just running. You're just running in the wall. You're just huge. If, if the light was on, you're, it was like just watching like 007 Goldeneye, where yes. somebody's just stuck in the corner. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of a deal. And there's another aspect we haven't even touched on yet, which I think is one of the mo- gameplay-wise probably not as important as the whole camera mechanic, but I think is it's a simple, small thing, but I think adds a new layer: hiding just hiding there are just parts of the game like you hide under beds hide in lockers you know like the fact 
that I like you. I remember the first time I played it, I didn't realize like that that was a thing. You walk up to something, it just says hide here, and I just went, oh shit, it's gonna be like that, huh? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta hide, and you do. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what's you gonna happen to that I need to get in this locker? And then you realize what happens yeah. a few minutes later, and then you're making your way to get your ass back yeah, in that some locker. Some 400 pound behemoth with chains all over him grabs you and rips your head off, just like Perry Saturn from Halloween Havoc. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I said mm. it. Um, Available in the archives. That's, that's, yeah. Less chain mail. Like, everybody's probably had, or knows somebody. You did have less chainmail, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Perry's, Perry's vest had way more. Everybody's had a nightmare where they were hiding in a closet or hiding something, the monster busts through and rips them and grabs them up or something. The game really hones it on the primal fear of, don't, please don't see me, please don't see me, please don't see me. And then, like, oh, he's gone. No, he's not. <laughs> you know, like, you know what's funny? I don't think I've ever really had a dream where I was trying to hide from something. I'm always trying to run away from it. Like I don't, I don't know that there's ever been a time in a dream that you talk about. Like You're that. too big to be running. I wasn't always, Jeff. You just need to hide sometimes. Like, I, I'm too big to hide, Jeff. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's a lot. There's you a lot. Find more, a bigger hiding Jeff, spot. First off, fuck you, you skinny twig bitch. Um, there are more places for you to hide than there are for me. My better, my better odds That's are true. to are to run. I can still move if I need to. I try to get a little bit of a sprint going, make sure I get enough get enough distance that he goes, you know, fuck this, it ain't worth it. So okay, uh, okay, let's talk about. Okay, have any of you guys ever died in your died in your dreams? Not that I recall. No, I don't know. Maybe they say you're not supposed to, but you hundred percent you get you hundred percent can. Yeah, I have. Hmm. And ironically, it was similar to this fucking game. I dreamt, and this is like. Early 20s. I randomly had a, a weird dream that only like a five-year-old or a seven-year-old would have, but I had it as a grown-ass man. I dreamt that I was in a movie theater with some friends. And we were watching this movie, and ironically there were clowns involved. And the clowns started pouring out of the movie theater, like out of the screen. So everybody starts to get up and run. All these people, I'm running for my life. As I'm running for my life, I turn back and I see it's not a clown anymore. It's fucking Freddy Krueger, who has not scared me since I was a small child. But in my nightmare state... Everything's fucking scary, right? Oh, he murders people in, their, in his dream. Which that's is, right. It's the that's, best part. That's the whole point. Guess who killed me in my dream? So I... Clowns. No. No, one, one the clown. So I'm running, and everything's in a first-person experience. I run, and I hide in, like, I don't... It wasn't, like, a, like a, a bathroom stall. It was, like, a closet near a bathroom or something. And as I'm hiding, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting... He just busts through both hands, grips me, and he yanks me out of the closet and just starts stabbing me. As I'm being stabbed, it's now third person above it happening, and I'm watching it happen. Oh, shit. And I woke up. Your soul was leaving your body on that one, Jones. <laughs> well, my theory is they say you're not supposed to get killed in your dreams, and I think that's how I didn't. Because mm. it wasn't me anymore. I was mm. looking at it happening. It's uh, yeah. wild. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I have weird fucking dreams like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, hey, it's a Halloween episode. Yeah. So uh, another thing hey, that you kinda... can talk about, like the dicks and things. I can talk about a scary dream I had when I was uh, in my twenties. The dicks are less scary. Mm. I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, especially the way they look. They kind of looked like like spades almost, like what shovels. The fuck? Did you not look? No, not that much. <laughs> I was fascinated, <laughs> like man. Shovel. I was fascinated. <laughs> It like looked like a fucking handle that had like a guys. shovel at the end of it. Like their fucking mushroom caps were fucking like were were crazy. What did you call that? Mushroom caps. 
Is that like shovel a- dick mushroom cap? Yeah, shovel dick mushroom cap. That's 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 a Did fucking. You, you either made that up. Or that's a thing that people in suburbia say. That's a thing people in suburbia say. I've never heard that. I've Bullshit. Never I'm, I'm pretty sure I've life. said that to you. I don't remember At that. some point. <laughs> you, I'm probably more probably I'm probably more prone to talking about dicks with you, Jeff, than I am with Herb. Did you say mushroom cap? Mushroom cap, yeah. <laughs> the look of disgust. I st- it's time disgust. I'm just it's like, Fascinating. The- but, but why? Like, I know why, but Why? <laughs> I've heard that a lot. All right, so like to me, that's not something brand new. I'm fascinated. You haven't heard of this? Purple a mushroom cap, purple-headed yogurt slinger. My shit ain't purple, brother. Oh, I mean that kind of goes without saying. <laughs> 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 Nothing purple. It doesn't get purple. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck to tell you on that one. Uh, Never but heard, I that. heard that in the movie, though. I did hear that in the movie. But the purple headed yogurt yes, slinger. I heard that yeah, in the Varsity movie. Blues. That had to have been it because I I couldn't tell you anywhere else. I could have. Yeah, heard pretty it. sure it was Varsity Blues. Um, um, which we will not be covering. <laughs> why? Because it's too good. Uh, because it's too mid. Mm, that's that's true. Maybe we should cover some mid. <laughs> we usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, uh, I mean, gonna... it's like okay, so it's like when you when we it's like when you went and watched Watchmen for the first time, like the movie the movie Watchmen. Like, there's so much Doctor Manhattan penis in that movie, like, and, and you're not used to it. Like, you're not exposed to a lot of penis in movies. You know, it's we are definitely you know if you consider who makes movies, there's a reason you see more you know tits and vagina than you actually right. see penis, right? right. Um, it is way, way, way in our favor in this case. But then when you watch, you know, Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan, he's just letting it all hang out, you know, because he's a god who gives a shit about underwear, right? You just let your dick hang hang out. He can make that dick as big or small as he wants to. You know, he can, he's dick, dick manipulation, right? And it is, it's very blue and it glows, right? That thing could fucking light a dark room. Should have had that in Outlast. We <laughs> just a glowy dick. Well, we didn't play the game long enough. We don't know. We don't know where this goes. As Jones is kind of smiling and nodding, yeah. he There's knows. A whole level where you don't need your camera. He's like, yeah, hey, man. It's like as soon as those batteries run out, don't oh, worry. Shit, I I'm still stuck the on the mushroom cap. What, what the fuck? <laughs> like I'm just, a, I'm trying to reconcile that information with the rest of my existence. It's gonna be great the next time you go to the grocery store and you're staring at mushrooms because the recipe calls for it, and you're just not gonna be sure if you can get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Anyhow, as you were. Yeah. But uh, but it's but it's it's jarring. So like you know you're you're expecting not to see Dick, even though like you can clearly tell that these two um, asylum patients, inmates. I mean, how do you really kind of categorize them? Um, and they're saying some shit to you, and you walk up, and you got the you got your your camera out and everything, and you look, and you're like, oh, are they wearing? No, they're not. No, they're they're free walling, three they, free balling. They are they are three sheets to the wind with their dicks out. Yeah. Like, Tom Petty should be playing in the background when this is going on. <laughs> and the, the best is, they're just standing at the, 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 the these uh, rusty uh, uh, prison cell gates threatening you. <laughs> With their dicks out. Butt-ass naked. Threatening you. Oh, and, we're gonna get you. And you know... And, you know and then the some... lights flicker and they're gone. But they yeah. come back. Yeah. But, you know, their fucking Warhammers are just kind of, like, dragging back and forth. And, and, you know, I mean, they're, they they weren't, like, they were they were fucking big. I mean, that's one of what do we say? But anyway. Um, I'm let you be the judge of how big they were. <laughs> <laughs> there was girth. There, I did say that. There was. I said, those are some, 
Those are some girthy pieces of uh, of uh, of uh, manhood. They're like fucking like mallets that she used to like knock down tent stakes. I I, I almost sense a little bit of jealousy. <laughs> Just he called them warhammers. <laughs> <laughs> mushroom cap warhammer. Mushroom capped warhammer sledgehammer. The fucking might of God, Dave. Jesus Christ. That is like more. <laughs> phallic shit that I need in my life. That's a lot for a Monday night. <laughs> shit, it this is. is fucking. This is devil. This, this is dick it's devil night. It's, it's, it's dick devil's night. Or it's oh, devil's dick night. Devil's dick night. <laughs> uh, uh, they definitely did not have their dick in a book. This is a book and a dick. Book and a dick. It hurts so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Whoever's still left yeah. listening to this Halloween. episode. <laughs> thank you. Happy Halloween. Not thank sorry. you. Thank you. And we're we're definitely not sorry. Um but um and 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 and, and in all all transparency here too. Um if, <laughs> they were transparent too. <laughs> if if I'm if I'm if if I'm standing there fucking buck ass nude, I'm gonna keep my dick as far away from a rusty um, you know, cage and bars and stuff as possible. I don't need tetanus in my dick. I don't know about you guys. I don't need it. Dude, they, I think it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, they live in there. They live in the filth. They are tetanus. I would fucking protect my dick at all costs. Even if, like, doesn't matter the filthiest scenario I'm in. My dick is still going to be fucking spotless clean. One would hope so. Yes. One would hope so. Gotta take care of your fucking business, man. Yeah. You're going to need that shit later. There's could have been. I mean... I mean, it's the first thing you saw. <laughs> we didn't get that close of a look. Uh, I did zoom in. He did zoom I in. I did zoom in. Yeah, he did. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the camera, the camera does have, uh, has zoom and... It was and, a brief uh, zoom. He, yeah. he zoomed in to make sure we saw the dick. I was like, oh, yeah, well, like, yeah, just so you guys know. <laughs> when it's an a, M for mature, I wasn't fucking kidding. 20 minutes of this podcast has been dedicated to seeing the dicks. Uh, and we may have missed it entirely if Herb didn't zoom in. Yeah. You're welcome for that. Yeah. I do what I can in these parts. Sledgehammer. Um, bam, bam. You, now, now, okay, now transition away from <laughs> uh, Outlast a little bit, <clears throat> since we didn't really play that long of the game. Played for the game for like a little over an hour. Yeah. Um, do you guys, like, I know, Mac, it sounds like you're not huge on scary things anyhow, but is there a scary game you ever played in your youth? Or I know, like, we when we were roommates, we played Left 4 Dead a little bit. Uh, a lot of bit. I was gonna um, say we played a lot of bit, I not don't a little bit. Categorize it as a scary game, but it is a horror first-person shooter game. I guess uh, it's not scary traditionally, but it is horror elements. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you might have uh, dug into? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little way back here, and this is a little bit off the off the beaten path a little bit but i mean Shocker. really anything that i would say why would it be but um this is a legit I'm, I'm being completely honest i'm not making this shit up this is a real experience that i had um in ocarina of time there is the forest castle mm-hmm. and that level because you're kind of like in a haughty castle in, in in that level in the game i remember the first time that i played that that it freaked me the fuck out it did Shit's jumping in and out of walls and stuff, and things are coming at you. There's not really any kind of audio in that castle. It's really quiet. Um, and I remember when I was playing it, I was playing it, it was late at night. I was playing like 2 o'clock in the morning and everything. And it created a lot of anxiety for me uh, in that particular game, uh, in that particular level. Um, and different anxiety than we all experienced playing that game when we got to the Water Temple. 
<laughs> which was a completely a rageful, a completely different conversation. Um, but that was one of the first times I ever played a video game that it really kind of fucked with me a little bit. That it really kind of messed with my my perception of what was going on in a video game. So again, I know it sounds completely fucking random, and I don't I don't know if anybody else has ever had that experience. Quite frankly, I don't care. I'm just kind of letting you guys know that fucked with me a little bit. Don't judge me, Jeff. Fuck you. I just want to point out, it, <clears throat> one the, and I'm glad you sort of brought up. Sorry, I had to be a little bit aggressive there because I was waiting for you to come at me. No, I was just, I'm surprised. That's all. Well, every, everybody has a thing. Yeah. Um, it's a game for children and you were scared. He didn't say he child. was scared. He said it gave me a lot of anxiety. Anxiety. And I think that's probably something more about playing certain video games like that is I don't really think it's really fear. I think it's just the anxiety of what you know is coming. Which, if a game does a really good job with, you know, maintaining that level, um, I think you can be very successful in producing those uh, those feelings. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Word. I, I can't say... I didn't play a ton of scary games. Um... I mean, I played, uh, when it eventually came to Nintendo 64, like, a thousand years later, Resident Evil 2. Uh, played that. That was my first real Resident Evil experience. I played it different play. Shout out to the Midnight Listener. I played it at his place a couple times, uh, but never, like, long form. But then I had to, I did have it on 64. Uh, and it is a true survival horror game. Um, and uh, it didn't... It's one of... Resident Evil, the whole franchise, as ridiculous as it, as it became, and although, I don't know if you guys how familiar are with the newer ones that came out that are very survival horror, mm-hmm. uh, first person, like very Outlast. I'm sure Outlast had a, a big influence on that. There's no way it didn't. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, the best part about Resident Evil, it was very predictable. But that made it intense. Because you knew the motherfuckers were nearby, you knew you only had 12 bullets. And you know you're probably not going to make it out of this room with all 12 bullets. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> um, but those, those, those were good times. Uh, I, didn't play a, I don't play a ton of scary games. I played a little bit of Silent Hill 2. Uh, I have not touched Silent Hill since then. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Uh, I've always been a fan of horror games. Uh, started in the NES days. It was Friday the 13th. I forgot about that. I did play game. that. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil series. What I like most about it, I mean, Resident Evil 4 is my favorite Resident Evil game. But what I, I like about... Is, I think 4 is really everybody's yeah. favorite Resident Evil game. Uh, what I like about the way the series shifted, because early on it was very like zombies and monsters. Yes. And zombies and monsters. And it evolved to just like crazy people. Yep. Uh, and that's when it was like, well, these are just like regular people and they just like whatever the virus is like they didn't turn into zombies. They just like got super fucked up and want to murder people. Uh, so that, like the most recent one was Resident Evil Village, which is what eight Resident Evil eight. Yeah. Uh, great game. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it. My favorite horror game, though, uh, was back in the GameCube days, which is where Resident Evil 4 was initially when it launched. But yep. uh, there's a, a GameCube game that Noah and I have talked ad nauseum about called Eternal Darkness. Oh, oh I yeah. know Eternal Darkness. Never uh, played it, but I know it. And it, it is so fucking good. And it's it, it has sort of two components. One is the survival horror piece of it. The second piece is the psychological piece. Because in this particular game, uh, 
the main character that you're playing is going crazy. Yep. And as there's actually a crazy meter in your display, and as the meter goes down, she starts hallucinating. The sanity effects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was the, the most unique experience I, I had had in any game like that. Uh, it was very creative. And so it, it holds a special place in my on my list of favorite games. And, and I've always had fun with the horror games, you know, uh, multiplayer zombie games are always a good time, but when it really comes down to survival horror, like sitting down in the dark and playing a game like that, uh, without distractions, uh, with your headphones on, uh, it's just a fun experience. I think it's fun. And, you know, I, Dave grew up not liking scary shit and like me and my brothers, we grew up watching scary movies and all that stuff. So we're not really scared by it, but uh, we sort of yearn for it. Like, there's a special spot for it. Fucking Ohio, man. Yeah. You guys do weird shit out there. You do. I mean, they got to do something to pass the time. Well, yeah. So, okay. It's just that meth. Jesus. You, you brought up scary <laughs> movies. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now, Mac talks about his uh, horrible experience with The Exorcist. I feel like most people, if they, if they, if they saw it, they remember generally how around how how old they were when they saw it. I, much like Mac, I was very young when I saw it the first time. Uh, I didn't like it then. Uh, I've watched it recently, as of the last five or six years, uh, to just kind of force myself to watch it. <laughs> uh, it's still fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's actually, it's actually more fucked up now. But yeah, and my experience with that. So yes, I saw it as a kid, and I thought it was fucked up, uh, and it was terrifying. Watching it back now it feels like a much better movie now. And maybe because it's, you know, we've had a lot of life experience yes. from when we saw it as a kid to when we see it now. And we've been desensitized to a lot of shit, but then you watch it and you're like, it's still, holy shit. Up, it is man. really fucked up. Like that movie it is, is so not good. Right. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> you know, they, so as a general rule of thumb, um, don't don't look out the window, Jones. I don't need I don't need to have that kind of paranoia as we start talking about exorcism I just, movies. I, for, I forgot she was. Up yeah, there. there's oh. a demon girl oh, right Christ. behind you. <laughs> She's been there the whole time. Uh, I'm just paying attention to the witch and the Frankenstein over your shoulder. I wasn't worried about what was behind me. Um, but um, as a general rule of thumb, at this stage of my life, I refuse to watch exorcism movies. Just flat. There's refuse. so many of them. There and are. Most of them are so bad. Yeah. The worst. The the worst thing is like. So they keep pumping out all these horror flicks and like most of them are like halfway decent mm. until you get to like the third act and then like it's a false it's just oh. it starts to fall apart real fast and then it's like a stupid shit ending and every time you're just like what the fuck that was so dumb. Well there's there's a lot to be said about that too because like you said it's it's mass they're mass produced especially this time of year. Uh 5 Nights at Freddy's uh this as of we're recording this that came out this past weekend it was um released simultaneously on peacock and in theaters that fucking movie in theaters made almost 80 million dollars this weekend yep like people could just watch i I don't even know if it did or if it didn't but like the fact that you could have just spent a new scorsese movie that came out yeah killers that made made seven million dollars i'm not gonna go see well it's i'm not sitting around for fucking seven hours and watching that well (laughs) Fuck that movie. I, I, I have so many thoughts on that. Um, it is, so far that I've seen, it is the best reviewed movie of the year. Like, gonna be, that's gonna be a major best picture Five Oscar. <laughs> Maybe. 
Um, it's got Josh uh, uh, at what's his fucking fucking uh, Peter from uh, Hunger yeah. Games is in it. Josh Atchinson. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No problem. Um, I mean, you can see you can tell he's important to me. Uh, <laughs> was name James? <laughs> yeah, a volunteer's tribute. The kid from uh, the Secret of Terabithia, right? The go. one who survived. Um, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Damn it! I was not gonna, gonna watch that. Not gonna watch that one anymore. Um, but people love to be scared, and you see how there's been 15 Halloween movies, and there's been you know 12 Friday the 13th, and they're still trying to figure out a way to reboot you know Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street, and there's been 15 Saw movies and prequels to Saw and post saw and saw dust and you know uh dustland fairy tales and now we're moving into killers which is also another kind of theme towards um scary things because of just how much you hate their album um just the second half just the second half oh, it's so messy first half is so good so fucking messy but again that kind of plays into the third act not playing out yeah ah, see what i did there um but um yeah the people love to be scared and I think also, too, scary movies play well in theaters because people like to be scla- scared collectively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's my question, then. You motherfuckers, you. Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite scary movie? Um, I got one. And it's one that you refuse to watch. Refuse to watch. Well, you don't like going back to it. Uh, Event Horizon. Jeff hates that movie. I tell everybody... You hate that movie, Jeff, because you hate it? Yeah. Or you just, because it's a really bad fucking movie? Yeah. But it's a really bad fucking movie. Yeah. But that it's... That means I don't have to like it. It's no, bad. you don't have to. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say it's a great movie, but it's a fucked up movie. It is a kind of a fucked up film. It is a film. really fucked up film. Now, my brother and I went and saw that uh, when it came out, when it was in theaters, 1997, uh, because the fucking Alan Grant's in that movie. It can't all be bad, then. So I will, I will have to, I will go and give my $7.50, which is what it probably was back in 1997, to go support Sam Neill in his latest endeavor. Uh, you got a young Lawrence Fishburne in that movie. Uh, you've got a little bit of Jason Isaacs in there, a number of other actors that you've probably seen before. What do you mean by a little bit of Jason Isaacs? Well, you know. <laughs> little part, little body parts. Yeah, body parts. Just a, a little of, bit. A lot of Just people enough. die in this movie, Jeff. Just enough. Um, but, you know, it's it's science fiction, which is something that I, you know, and I, I thought this is a sci-fi movie. You know, a spaceship oh, shows oh. up. Uh, <laughs> Man, it is not. Spaceship shows up at the edge of uh, at the edge of the uh, by Neptune. Uh, nobody knows where it's been for so long, and they're the crew that has to go out there and try to figure out what the fuck happened with this ship. Um, and it's got this um, it's got a secret to it that the crew does not know about when they're going to to check it out. Um, they're going to try to see if they can rescue any of the crew that's left, and then you know. Um, a lot of shit unfolds after that and it's it's a very psychological movie it's in space it plays a lot with claustrophobia uh it plays a lot with the unknown it plays a lot with altered dimensions and there's some really great fucking like just um gore moments and there's some there's some good gore not like not like the horror porn stuff that came out with Saw and everything. There was one scene where it kind of was a little bit. Where the dude was on hooks. When he was holding his eyes. Yeah, all of that. speaking in Latin. And people were just murdering and raping each other at the same time. That's fun. Well, that was that on, scene? That was on playback. That fucking scene? Fuck. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a fucked up movie. And it, it has a lot. There's a lot of feelings to it. And that that's one that when I like to be scared, I will... 
I'll go back to that one. That's not a bad choice. And and I I I think it's because I saw that movie at the age I saw it and it was sort of like, nah, I'm noping out of that. I watched it like once or twice and never really watched it again. It's not even and the thing is, I've seen far scarier films. Oh yeah. It's just I'm good. There's, I don't know what something about it just rubs me the wrong way, but my favorite. <clears throat> and I don't dig on scary movies that much. I, I just don't much like you. Uh, my wife really enjoys scary movies, although she gets terrified, but that's the point. Um, <laughs> the Conjuring is the best scary movie I've, I've ever seen. Um, on every level, it was well done. And it was one of those things where, like, I don't go to theaters to, to like, kind of what you're saying. I don't like even going to theaters to watch them. Uh, but it was like, I saw the, kept seeing the trailers. I'm like, you know what? This looks like it'd be kind of interesting, too. Like, it's it's got a vibe to it. Yeah. It's like, you can't tell what's really happening. Uh, so, Ali and I, years ago, went and saw it in the theaters one night. And that shit was scary. Um, best scene, one of the best scenes, two. Two of the best scenes of the whole fucking film. And I feel like most people probably listening to this probably saw this film by this point. Because it was pretty popular. And it made a lot of money. For it being a scary a film. Well, oh, the Conjuring. The Conjuring is a good Conjuring film. Is great. Conjuring is a really good film. The scene, the 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 first thing that I really dug because it played on a fear that every little kid had, and as adults you don't feel that way anymore. But sometimes you slip into that little bit in the back of your head where you wake up, just randomly in the middle of the night, all the lights are out, and you know no one's in the room. There's just the way the shadows play in the room that you've been in for decades now. You're a grown-ass man. You're an adult. You know nothing's there. <laughs> but what if there is? Yeah. And you can't see. That scene with the little girls. And she's like, there's something there. And there's nothing there. You clearly can see there's just darkness in the back of the room. But she sees it. And then you're, you start to see it. in like yeah. As the audience member, you start going, wait, hold the fuck up. Is she? Do I see? Maybe she's right. There's nothing there. <laughs> the whole fucking scene, there's nothing there. But that fear, that that very outlast, outlast primal fear. And my other favorite scene, only because it was just like, it was just raw. Like, it was just, it was good. At, towards the end, when the mom's like possessed, and they're trying to fucking exercise this fucking demon, and they're doing everything in their power, it's getting buck wild, and then they pull the fucking blanket off her face. And it's just... A demon. And you're like, that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we did that right. Family, it didn't work. Get the fuck out. Uh, I just, it's a good movie. Uh, All, there was very few jump scares and the only jump scares I didn't fucking like uh, were they, they showed like the witch in the corner of the fucking room, which was weird as shit, and it made me laugh, actually, in the theater. (laughs) She was like, man! (laughs) What the fuck was that, guys? (laughs) You know, you had everything going so well for so long, uh, or the like, just little things, or they're doing like the the interviews and they play it back and just fucking dead silence. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's scary. Actually, yeah. it lends into it's just real enough that like I can see that shit happening. I can see it happening, but um, that's my jam. How about you? Yeah, so uh, I have a long list of horror movies that <laughs> I love. Pulls out his scroll. Uh, <laughs> It and, has to be a scroll. And it, it can't be anything else. And it's hard because, uh, not because there's dicks involved, but it's hard because... I thought it. You kind of have to break it down into different types of horror because horror is so broad. Right. Um, you know, if you look at the early days, the Hitchcock stuff with the birds and, you know, Night of the Living Dead and how it sort of, how they were able to accomplish so much with so little, just relying on practical effects and the way that they shot it and the styling... 
uh, to set the tone and to set the mood uh, is awesome. Um, classic horror movies like Halloween, Friday the 13th, I absolutely love the early ones, not uh, most of the ones that came Almost after. Everyone although after although I've seen most of those. Uh, there was a whole period where found footage films was like the big thing. Mm. And you were talking about people want to be scared with people. Uh, one of my favorite all-time favorite movie theater experiences was uh, when the Blair Witch came out. Oh, yeah. And me and my younger brother went to some, like, art theater in Toledo because uh, it was the only place in town that was playing Blair Witch, and it was completely sold out. Like, every screening was sold out. And that was scary as shit. Yeah. The ending, man. Oh, it's God. Scary as shit. When they're just, she's just standing in the corner and turns around, like, fuck that. There was that. so yeah. much build up to that. And everybody mm-hmm. jumped the first time. Yeah. And like you just went, okay, you're puckered up after the that. The entire movie built to that moment in such a way. Um, and and two, the first time you ever saw anything like that, nobody had ever done really a found footage movie before. And um, you didn't know. Like there's a part of you that you're in a movie theater, you're watching this, you know it's not real, but there's a part of you that's questioning it. You yeah. know, you have to question a little bit. Yeah. And then in, in that same vein, if you look at Paranormal Activity, which is like the one movie that scared the shit out of me because it's that like, movie was that's just, that's just real. Too. It's just, yeah. that's just a camera that's up there. Like yeah. in a real house. Those are real people. And like, it's just fucked up. Fucking geniuses made that movie for $13,000. Yeah. Favorite scene of that whole fucking film is like towards the end where it's starting to get kind of fucking not right. And they think they're like the demons in here with you, and her fucking hair blows up because something's breathing on her. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you get the fuck out. And so there's there's leave. There's all these different types of movies that try to mind fuck you in for, in certain ways, and then you have movies that are just like all out gore, like you talk about Saw and you talk about Thirteen Ghosts, which is so underrated. Uh, you think that's a scary movie? I mean, it's yeah. a it's a scary movie, but it's not scary. It's not scary, but it's a horror movie. It is yeah. a horror movie. It's not scary, um, though. But, yeah, so there's there's so many to choose from. For me, uh, my number one all-time favorite horror movie is The Shining. The Shining? Which is not scary. It's scary in a different way. But it's scary. <laughs> it's scary I, in a different way. I wanted... So, I, I do this thing with Stephanie all the time when she mentions something, and I will intentionally act like I've never heard of it before, and I'll say, like, random shit just to piss her off. Uh, like a great example of that is anytime we go to Billy Joel, I'll stand in line like we're going in and just keep asking if he's going to play Elton John songs. Like, ah, oh, do you think he's going to play, play the Princess Diana song? And people look at me like I'm like a fucking asshole and everything. And Steph, Steph goes, you're going to get us killed at Billy Joel <laughs> because you just keep bringing up Elton John. Worth it. I, I wanted to do that when you said The Shining and go, oh, that Steven Spielberg movie. Um, but I respect that movie so fucking much. It's so good. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. You know, Thanks. The Shining, which a lot of movies you go, oh man, people don't respect it the way. No, that shit is a fucking classic film. Um, and it's, I don't know, since this is your favorite of all time, how deep in the rabbit hole you've gone into the conspiracies and the storytelling of this fucking film, which I have done uh, a few times over the years. I sometimes catch myself YouTubing like, <laughs> like the meaning behind this or was... Uh, uh, Shelley Duvall's character insane the entire time. Like, there's like that theory that 
There's like the way they shot certain scenes. Every time that she was in a scene by herself, this was this way. And then later on, it was this yeah. way. And could, whole- you could dissect it. Well, Even after all these years, you could dissect it in so many different ways from, you know, the perspective of Jack and the perspective yes. of her and the perspective of the kid and the perspective of the innkeeper who leaves and has to come back. And it's just... It mind fucks with it's you. It's a, awesome, and it's a masterpiece of storytelling. You know, Stanley Kubrick. I mean, is is as good as they get at this. And you know, that movie, that movie is a masterpiece. It absolutely is. Uh, you know, written by Stephen King, directed by Stanley Kubrick, fucking starring Jack Nicholson. I mean, it's a Mount Rushmore of shit to put together to make a movie. And you know, it's it's funny because when you 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 could assemble something like that and there's just as much of a chance as that movie not working as it is as working and i think it's great that it works as well as it does that movie scared me as a kid when i was little i didn't understand it like i just was above my head. oh yeah but what scared me was the fucking lady in the fucking bathroom mm-hmm. the that old lady shit. Yep. i remember that and i'm just like told the, him not to go in that room they I, said don't go in the room that shit scared the shit out of me. I still have a visual of it in my head, how it doesn't even look. I've I've created a monster in my, my <laughs> yeah. memory, right? And so when I watch it back, it looks nothing like that's what's in my memory. I go, she's not that scary. I mean, she's still kind of fucked up. It's not scary. Yeah. But in my head, she looks like that fucking witch behind you, but like with pasty chicken dumpling falling off skin. Did you ever see uh, Ready Player One? No, I'm not going to watch that shit. You should watch that shit. I, I enjoy that movie. Why not? Yeah, it doesn't what, what? Uh, nothing Did about you ever that read looks the interesting. Book? No, book's very good. I like I I it's like one of those movies like, like the, the tr- it's one of those films that it seems so hyped up because it's because who's who's making it not because it's good not because it's gonna be good but because who's behind it and it just turns me off if that makes sense does that make sense I mean I'll go with you even though that's my favorite filmmaker of all time and that that hurts me a little bit to hear you say that I mean he's good. Um, but I mean, I will. I will. I have seen everything that man's done. I don't. Um, I just, that's my point. Like I don't. I don't feel that way about any any film. How would you say that about a man who executive produced Transformers? Precisely. That was just for you, Jones. Um, but there's there's a a really interesting take with The Shining that they have in that movie. That I, it's probably my favorite part of the movie uh, is when they they the second act with The Shining. Yeah, uh, is really cool. Um, speaking of Spielberg, um, probably now Event Horizon's a movie I like to watch when I, I want to feel a little fucked up, feel a little scared. I want to feel bad about myself. The, my probably my favorite one now that we're kind of talking about, I'm thinking about a little bit more. Um, uh, also, was a written by Steven Spielberg, uh, Poltergeist. That scared the shit out of me. That movie fucked with me so bad, I could never go down. My brother again, because my family are fucking assholes. Um, they would leave the TV on downstairs. So I'd have to go down and turn it off after watching Poltergeist. They just leave it on the static. I'll leave it on the fucking static channel. That's just mean. That's what they did. And there's a whole other situation that happened with fucking Chucky and Child's Play that we're not going to get into in this episode because we're gonna, buddy, man. you guys are gonna have to start charge. I'm gonna have to start charging you for therapy. There, um, there's a lo- so many great scary films that we grew up with that uh, really uh, traumatized us. You know, Phantasm fucked me up a little bit. Poltergeist fucked me up a little bit. Uh, I don't know which Freddy Krueger it was. I feel like Jeff will probably correct me. It might have been the Dream Warriors one. What's the one where the fucking kid's in the hospital room 
and he like the fucking hooks and things go in his body and becomes like a fucking pup like a meat puppet. Yeah, that was. Uh, it, it wasn't just the visual of it; it's the sound one. effects of. You know what I'm talking about? Because I yeah. remember there was like there were tits in that scene. <laughs> I'm a little kid. I should have seen that, but there were tits in that scene. I remember That's that. That's where you draw the line. It's the '80s, man. There are a lot of tits. <laughs> and then, like, but she was like Freddy, of course. Yeah. It's just like Freddy Krueger, man. And in, in prime prime days was terrifying. They did such a good job. Yeah. With the idea of dying in your sleep. Yeah, and what's really interesting is, you know, I think growing up without the internet, it was just like. These are Halloween movies. These are scary movies that come out at Halloween time. But now they're like cultural icons. Like yeah. each one of these characters. Uh, and it's just crazy to see how it's evolved and how they're just like staples in conversation now. Well, and I think part of that goes too in the evolution of monster characters, right? I mean, when it all, when cinema kind of started out, you had your classic universal monsters. You had. Like we had in the Monster Squad, you had Dracula, you had the Mummy, you had the Creature from the Black Lagoon, you had those things. So we had that for a while. And then we get into the, you know, 60s and 70s where you start to get, um, you know, uh, Leatherface. And you start getting into Michael Myers and then Jason and Freddy come along. Uh, but then you have some other kind of monsters that created that became a really big part of our zeitgeist, like the Predator like or the Alien, right? Like, yeah, the Xenomorphs. <clears throat> Alien is one of those movies to me that, especially the first one, because uh, I actually wrote a paper on this in, in college uh, about the audio design of that film, because the whole tagline is, in space, they, no one, they, can, hear no one can hear you scream. Um, and that movie, that audio score, is intentionally quiet. There's really no music. There's They, they don't have cues, because that's a big thing in scary movies, right? You have the build-up cue. We had it in, in, yeah. in, in you know the game. If, you know when something's going to happen. We had it in Outlast. You know, the music cues. And that's something that we've all been trained watching scary movies, whether you think about it or not. We're trained that when the audio starts to come in and then starts to build, something is going to happen. And in Alien, Ridley Scott didn't do that. It's, it's very, very quiet. And... There are very few audio cues to scare you. You know, like the one thing when the the guy is going after his cat, and you hear the chains kind of right, like rattling, and there's some water kind of dripping down. There's always fucking water in space. I don't understand it, but there is a lot of moisture. There is space is very space so is very moist, moist, so wet, so wet. Mushroom cap, um, <clears throat> but the. But the but that like fucking freaked me out when I watched that because then you, it also to at that point you've never seen anything like the xenomorph you know that was intentionally designed to fuck with your senses visually and that's a very psychological movie I like psychological thrillers I think more than the outward giant jump scare but the the point I'm making is that we've had to have this evolution we still see it today about what is the monster and and how do we react to it. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, and Alien in particular, like, it's one of those things where you feel a certain way about the first one. And you can say this about a lot of different movies and a lot of different genres. Like, you can only do something original once. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, everything that comes after that is a carbon copy in some way, shape, or form. So, like, when they do The Shining, when they do Alien, like... They, they sort of stand alone because it's like 
they didn't copy shit. Like that's 100% original. Like it makes a huge difference. And obviously it's, you know, films like that have stood the test of time that we're still talking about them all these years later. And say, I think a big part of that too, Jeff, for me, uh, is to have that suspension of disbelief when you're seeing something for the first time, um, that I almost need to have nobody in the movie that I recognize. One of the movies that like, again, I don't like to be scared, but I really got into it because I thought it was really fucking good was the ring. I was yeah. all in solid, on the ring. Solid, scary film. Yeah. I was all in on that movie until she goes to the farm and it's fucking Brian Cox. Because I also, at that point in time, as we as we were, and you know where I'm going with this, as Jeff starts laughing, he's the fucking sheriff in Super Troopers. And as soon as I saw him, everything that I felt takes you out. in that movie completely took me out. And it's a shame because, again, Brian Cox is a great actor. He's yeah. a really fucking oh, yeah. solid actor. Um, but I, I had such a connection to Super Troopers, yeah. and a Gee, lot of Grady. people of our of our generation did, and it took me out of it. And now I was able to kind of get back at the end when she crawls through the TV and he goes, oh, you know, he like rolls like I felt the same way with that. Um, but it did take me out of the buildup that got to that point. Yeah. And even that. So like the ring is great, but you can only do ghost kids like so many times. Although we never saw them crawl out of the TV and out of the well like that. It was do fucked up. Do you ever see the ring? Uh, Ringu? I don't know if I did. The original? Yeah. No. Japanese one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. With, with subtitles. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it, I think you're you're very spot on. I mean, you can only do the the most original trick once when it's original. But you know what? The copies put asses in seats. Well, they consistency do. is key. Um, I don't know about you. Uh I know my experience with scary films. I've mentioned on, on the show before. My pops was real big on scary films. That's like that's his jam. Like that's just that's that still his like his favorite thing to watch. That and like martial arts films. Um, he was just into really shitty B-rated fucking horror films, like the kind that like somebody's skull smashed against the wall and it, it's clearly like a, like a cassava melon or something. Yeah. It's it's. A, it's but yeah, the effects are terrible, but there's, but there's a it. lot of titties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was I was raised on just really shitty, gory films, uh, movies that you probably never fucking even heard of, and no one would ever want to watch. Like Night of the Fucking Demon, not a good fucking film. <laughs> but you know what? I saw it more than once as a child. Uh, but if I had to, there is value to it though. You know, you gotta experiment with that shit. Oh, you have, you have to have fun with without it, a doubt. You know? uh, Evil Dead, which you know people. I maintain Evil Dead is it's obviously not a scary film. It's scary in its own way, depending on how young you are and how timid you are. It's actually pretty can be pretty scary, but it's not a scary film. No, and I think you know if you look at the first one, like Sam Raimi knew that okay, it's kind of campy, and then so Army of Darkness they like leaned heavy on that side because they're like, hey, people like that, and then with you know Evil Dead Rise that just came out they went back to just straight horror well the 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 first remake was pretty intense uh if i remember correctly because i did watch that it was pretty fucking intense now evil dead rise i didn't watch well they also it's had pretty that, fucking intense they also had the tv series on stars for a little while they did yeah which which i watched a little bit of that and it was it kind of freaked me out a little bit it had some good some good jump scares and suspense and stuff and it looked good um it's hard to do a horror series on TV or on streaming 
to keep it like consistent, but still keep it fresh and like to keep your attention for an entire season of anything is not simple to do because like it's horror, like it has to be finite yeah, in, yeah. in some regard. So like if you look at the stuff that uh, is on Netflix now with Bly Manor and Haunting of the Hill House and yeah. now Fall of the House of Usher, like that's what it's it good be because it's like it's eight episodes, you know, like that's it. And it's not like the next season is going to be a completely different story with the same people, uh, same actors, different characters. Uh, and I think that any works. That? Any of those out? I yeah, know you did. I've seen all of them. Yeah. Uh, I have seen Bly Manor. I haven't seen Hill House. Oh, and best. well, so good. well, again, definitely know, check that out. Hill that, House is where it started. No, I know. But I, I, I've only watched Bly Manor. Oh. Bly Manor so, was like, Oh, it was good. I it was, but it was right. like not as good as I as as Hill House. However, Ali and I just last night started watching uh, Fall House uh, Usher. House Usher, yeah. We only watched the first episode, but I'm in. Well, I'm a, I'm a massive Edgar Allan Poe fan. A massive Edgar Allan Poe fan. I don't know if we've ever even had those conversations. I've read everything that Poe's written, probably I've several times. I've known you times. for like two decades. I didn't know that. I've yeah. never heard you say that. I, that's my You're point. You're such a massive fan. Yeah. You never mentioned it. I, yeah. I like it's, it. It's, it's kind of crazy, but I mean, it's you like know. you being like a star guy? What's that? Big Astro guy. Big, Big Astro, Astro guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about that on the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm allowed to have my hobbies. You're damn right you I, do. Uh, I like it when I learn these things yeah. about you, though. But I, I've been I've been into Edgar Allan Poe since middle school, and I've, I've read everything at least twice. Um, so I'm really interested and excited to kind of catch this show because from what I've heard too, there's a lot of each episode has a tie into a different post story. Correct. Um, so I'm really kind of interested to see how they, how they go about doing that. How it's all tied together. Are all the episodes out already? Yeah. You watched the whole thing already? We're, we are on episode eight, the last episode. But last, last thing I kind of want to say, because we, I mean, we could really talk about this for a long time, I think. And uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that at this point. But I think at, at this stage, because, you know, we, we have such saturation with content. Um, as you mentioned, Hill House, um, American Horror Story, you know, trying to kind of go with different genres of horror each season of the they show. Because, I mean, American Horror Story, if they did the same thing every season people are going to tune out right season two right because it's just more of the same but i i like the things that we see that take a concept that we are very familiar with and then turns it on his head uh one jeff that you and i went and saw in theaters together was cabin in the woods where it is this kind of it starts off as this very traditional um teen slasher movie And then in the th- in, at the end of the second act, beginning of the third act, it turns into this completely opposite thing that you had no fucking clue you're going to get yourself into. Um, I think Jordan Peele does that very well. Also, I think Jordan Peele takes these common these concepts, uh, like just with with Get Out. You know, it's it's a body snatcher kind of film, but it, it's also really not. Yeah. Uh, nope, same kind of a situation. Um, so I, I like these films that that the, we got some really great creative people out there that are trying to turn everything on its head and reinvent what we know. And I think that's really exciting. It's very difficult to do. Yeah, yeah it's not point. easy when there's so much out there. Yeah, exactly. But they keep doing it, you know? Just like we're going to keep doing more episodes of Nothing Good. That's right. Now, I hope for those of you that stuck with us past the 20-minute digital penis conversation, um, enjoyed 
where this this podcast where this episode kind of went i i know i am i'm happy i stuck with it yeah we we went really loose with this episode we kind of i didn't really know what to expect when we hit record but uh, i'm really pleased with the outcome i really enjoyed it so good job gents yeah it's halloween we like to talk about spooky shit like like digitized dicks digital dicks apparently yeah or what you call them again digidix what did you call it mushroom caps yeah mushroom caps jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) who the fuck sits around and just like oh i know what i'm gonna call that like what the fuck gotta do something it looks like a mushroom pass them yeah it does look like a mushroom okay there's a national geographic video i'm gonna send you no you don't have to (laughs) i'm going to you know like steve Harvey's mustache (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Talk about scary. Okay, the scariest fucking thing we've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's still playing. It, it is. It is. Um, there are more times I want to send Steve Harvey staring at people, but I know they won't get it because they haven't seen that. Just send them the video. I don't want to do that to somebody. <laughs> it's like the, I like people. Yo, you ever, you ever? Okay, speak real quick. Scary movies. You ever seen the movie It Follows? I know you have seen It Follows. Yeah. It's like It Follows. Oh god. You send it to somebody, it's no longer on you anymore. Yeah. Yep. That's why I made just both of pa- you watch it. Just, pa- just <laughs> pass it on. It. So now when I close my eyes, I don't see your fucking <laughs> oh staring <my> God. at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, really, the, everybody who's listened, thanks for dealing with all our shenanigans. Uh, we will be back next time with another episode about something we have to figure out what. Yep, what it's going to be. It. We have no idea. But okay. for now. Go watch some spooky shit. Yeah. It's Halloween. Tis the season. Uh, and enjoy it while you can, because come November 1st, it's fucking Christmas. Fuck. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't even... there. There's Thanksgiving doesn't exist anymore. Thanksgiving is the fucking pregame meal for your five-week holiday blitz. Um, which is kind of a shame, because Thanksgiving, great fucking holiday. You know? In, I mean, it's overrated as fuck. Well, it's... With really fucking middle-of-the-road food. I fucking said not my family, brother. Turkey's not that good. He doesn't like turkey. Turkey's not that good. I know you don't like turkey. I don't. And and you know what? And I said it last year, and I'll say it again. No one likes turkey. (sighs) We've been we've been conditioned to like turkey. I don't know. The gobblerito is pretty fucking on point. I've had two already this year. We haven't even talked about the gobblerito up to this point of the uh, of the year. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Yes, sir. You like turkey? I do. Obviously. And you like the... You said that with such disdain. <laughs> it cut me a little bit. You got, like, you, got you, you deep You like that. turkey, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you like the gobblerito, as you put it. I do. Right. What's on I the do. gobblerito again? Uh, it's turkey. Yeah. It's mashed potatoes. Yep. It's stuffing. Yep. Uh, it's corn. Uh-huh. It's black beans yeah. wrapped in a tortilla shell mm-hmm. with gravy and cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving dinner in a burrito. So the fascinating part about people and turkey and their fascination with saying that it's delicious the people who tout turkey the most are the ones who cover it the fuck up the most if turkey was that good you just eat that shit plain raw raw dog it you won't you know why because it's not that good you know what you do you put mashed potatoes on that shit you put slather gravy on that shit you make sure the actual butt-ass flavor that is emanating from that dry you're gonna do that with a filet all right What's that? You ain't going to do that with a filet of steak. Well, it's fine if you do it with a filet. Do you know why? Because the filet is good. So listen. All right. I'm listening to I ain't hearing shit. Here's my counter to this. All right? So first off, motherfuckers, what are we drinking tonight? Because we just completely bypassed that shit. But I got a prop here, so we have to go through this. Okay. 
Uh, well, we're all done drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm drinking we're at a, the end of that. <laughs> what were you drinking? Blue Ranger what were you guys IPA drinking today? Is what I was drinking. Uh, I got the Sam Adams Jacko Pumpkin. And I'm drinking a beer called Carnix, uh, which is an Irish style dry stout. Yeah. I had to get my pumpkin beer in before it's before we have to start transitioning into warm holiday beers. But. Yes. So. This is not a beer in my hand right now, Jones. This is a fucking jar of Heinz turkey gravy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I just took the lid off of this and just started drinking it straight from the fucking jar, yeah, how would that make you feel? Sad for you. Right. So that's why I put it on turkey. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> it made a lot of sense. <laughs> Only to somebody who like who air quotes likes to. Well, what else do you put? What else do you put it on? I mean, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll put gravy on chicken. Or I'll put like beef gravy on like uh, mashed potatoes and pot roast or oh yeah sure you do you know they're on, designed um, to be that for something pot roast but is I'm designed saying, to have gravy but for on the it. most part I think turkey is too turkey is meant for toppings says the people who have conditioned you to believe that that's what it's for it's a fucking protein it's meat meat is designed to be eat. look a wise man once said if you put too much sauce on what you're eating do you even like what you're fucking eating no you probably fucking don't. Do you enjoy chicken? On occasion. Okay. How do you prepare your chicken? Do you really want to fucking know? I do want to know. Because I eat clean as a motherfucker. Go for it. Not this last week for my birthday, but typically I do. Uh, I bake it. Salt, fucking pepper, and garlic powder. That's actually it. You don't marinate it or anything? The fuck do I have to do that for? That's too much fucking salt. I'm 41. (laughs) I do a little bit of salt, a little bit of garlic powder, cracked pepper, I have like this uh, Joey Chachery uh, Cajun spice that I'll sometimes just take those out and put that on. It's fucking delicious. Goes good on everything. Uh, and then I'll make uh, boil some quinoa and or rice, steam some fucking vegetables. That and I make a whole bunch of that for the week. Ask my wife; she'll fucking tell you. So no, Dave, because I like the taste of chicken because it actually tastes good by itself. It's practically turkey. Turkey does not taste like chicken. Like. Seriously, you and I both know turkey's not good. <laughs> I like turkey because you've been, tell- you've been raised to believe it's good. No, I, I eat it because I enjoy it. I don't eat I, it because know, I, I was raised you. to believe David, it was good. I challenge you. To I like when he uses my regular name, like my, my legal, <laughs> my, my fucking legal government name. <laughs> we were we were <laughs> all just trying to go to bed, and now we're in a fucking turkey fight over <laughs> Look, here. I'm just gonna leave it at this. I'm gonna leave it at this. I challenge your ass to just eat turkey by itself for Thanksgiving this year. By itself, just eat it. Don't uh, dredge it and shit so you can't taste how dry and not good it is. Well, it shouldn't be dry if you make it it's right. It's dry no matter how fucking... How come turkey you buy in the deli doesn't taste like turkey you make on Thanksgiving? I wonder why. Anyhow. So, what I'd like for you to do is just eat it straight. Raw dog it. <laughs> Pretend you like it. Anytime, anytime I'm raw docking it, I like it. Eat it with a mushroom. I don't have to pretend. Eat it with some mushrooms. Yeah, and then just the cat. Come back to me to see how it feels. Tell me how fucking amazing that was. I can't wait to like make Herb like some stuffed mushroom caps and something, and just make him eat it. I have turkey in it. Yeah. Listen, folks. This is these are the conversations we have when we are not recording. This is why we decided to have a podcast in the first place, just so we can kind of capture these moments for other people to enjoy. For those of you out there, you know, you motherfuckers know turkey's not good. Don't fucking lie to yourself. We should put a survey up on the socials and see what people think moving into the Thanksgiving oh, holiday. Oh, they'll all say, yeah, Turkey's amazing because they've all been indoctrinated. It's, Pavlo- it's Pavlovian at this point. 
I fucking said it. It's the truth. Jesus Christ, man. You're sounding like fucking Charles Schultz and the Charlie Brown thing was there just to fucking brainwash us. I mean, kind of. Look, turkey. <laughs> and look, and I'll eat uh, turkey at uh, the Renaissance Fest, the roasted turkey leg, because it's all dark meat. That's the closest I'm going to get to it tasting halfway decent. And it's like the best thing they have there because it's the fucking Ren Fest. But <laughs> turkey by itself. And everybody out there in podcast land knows this is the truth, whether you like to acknowledge it or not. On, like, the list of proteins that exist, that shit's at the bottom. Mm. Pork chops, better. Chicken wings, better. Steak, need I say fucking more. You're telling... Veal is better. I'll do veal. It says a lot. However, (laughs) turkey... Obviously. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) I'll just go fuck myself right (laughs) off then. (laughs) I'm gonna go get my own mushroom caps and shove those straight up my ass. <laughs> <Thank> my hat. <laughs> gonna fucking have to. Yeah. But in all seriousness, turkey's not that good. We all know it's true. You know, when you die, you go like see Saint Peter if you believe in that shit. He'll be looking at you. He'll be looking at him, and he'll know, and you'll know, and he'll go. He was right. Come on in, and you'll know exactly what he meant. Turkey sucks. So, anyways. It's Halloween, so eat some fucking candy. Yeah, eat candy. Eat some fucking. Don't touch fucking turkey. Yeah. Um, turkey's the next holiday. We'll, have, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Final final thought here, guys. Favorite Halloween candy? No, tomorrow tomorrow's Halloween. So Jeff, your kids will be well. Will will both girls still be trick or treating next year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jones, do you get candy to hand out to kids? Fuck no. Well, I don't. I don't know what kind of like traffic you get at your building or I not. I don't do that so. shit. All right. I put candy out at the bottom of the stairs. I put it in a dog dish. Well, because you're there. like trying to get to your front door is a fucking stretcher. It's a minefield. But people are like, "Oh, there's a skeleton and a dragon up there. I'm going up there." Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. What? So what are you? What are you gonna steal from the kids? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I don't know, man. I probably Reese's. So Reese's pieces, peanut butter cups. I prefer Reese's pieces, but not very many people give those out. Oh. But there's usually an overabundance of. Reese's peanut butter cups. Throw them in the freezer. Let them get cold. That's Good just call. my jam. Jones, you're grown up and you don't have to have kids to get oh candy. So what are you going for? Uh, when I buy candy for myself, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Reese, Reese cups. Uh, however, I I summertime I'll do the freezer. Any other time of the year, chilled in the fridge. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make it a clean sweep here with the Reese's peanut butter cups. I think they are the superior Halloween candy. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I've been on a recent M and M's kick. Just the regular old school the milk ones are good. The milk chocolate M and M's. I've been. I haven't had the, the brownie They're ones. So I haven't had those yet. Good. Um, yes. Long time ago, when we were working at Toys R Us the first time, and Episode Three came out, they had these uh, dark chocolate like Force like Star Wars M and M's like mm-hmm. Sith M and M's, and we fucking crushed bags of those things. Yeah. Didn't um, pay for them. Just crushed them. Well, it was it was the uh, employee tax. Yeah. And it was the inheritance tax we had there. <laughs> Um, but uh, I'll also kind of look forward to, uh, like some of the, some of the sugar candies. Like we got one of those boxes, uh, at Costco for the first time. They usually have like the Hershey's and, and stuff like that, but they've got some of the sugar candies with like some things with, like Twizzlers and like nerd ropes and things like that. And looking for some nerd ropes. Good. It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting reaction. It's a candy. (laughs) It is is a candy, Jones. It's real. You can buy it in stores. It's just... Tastes real good in your mouth. The true enthusiasm and you're you're like, I'm looking for some nerd ropes. (laughs) 
Brother, I never fucking even heard of that before. And so right There's a lot of things now. that have happened today that oh you haven't heard God. before. Like, Number one. Nerd ropes are delicious. You haven't heard of mushroom caps. There's you haven't a, heard of nerd ropes. You haven't heard of my love for Edgar Allan Poe. And you've never heard make a noise like that when fucking Outlast was playing. Oh, my God. It was a lot of firsts today. Yep. Whew, I'm good now. So if this is your first time, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we uh, we really want to thank you very much for joining us here today. Yes. Go back and check out some episodes in the archives. Come on back here for some future episodes. We're rolling into the holiday season. We got some good shit coming up for you here. Yep. And uh, we uh, we thank you very much for listening. Yes. Dozens of episodes. Please check them out. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. yeah. This is episode eighty three. Folks, a lot, a we're pushing episodes. three digits. Yeah, and thank you guys for the thousands of thousands of downloads we've had. We appreciate all of you and your 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 continued support. You guys are awesome. That's kind of a crazy thing in itself. You know, I if we would ever get to like a monumental like millions and millions of downloads, it would be fucking mindfuck. But even just a thousand downloads, and we've got multiple thousand downloads yeah, yeah. Uh, of people listening to us yammer on about just ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, and we started this because. We just wanted to sit at a table and bullshit. We need an excuse to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, worked. And it's worked out. It is turned into a turned into a, a whole thing. A, a whole thing here. So So thank you for being part of the journey. Uh, happy Halloween. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you guys next week. Nothing good.